Testing, testing, hot outbound count. One, two, three, four. You want to hear? Are you ready? Make the approach. Plant your feet firmly in the ground. Heads down. Eyes on the ball. Relax. That's it. Get your left arm straight. Your right arm straight. Relax. Lower your right shoulder. Go! The Honeymooners Podcast. The only podcast that is all about the greatest show of all time. With the stars, Joe Conti and Louis Fats. Welcome, fellow raccoons and members of the Women's Auxiliary. What's happening, all you hurricanes? Bensonhurst Bombers, and all you Robert Hilliard Bradleys of the world. You're listening to the Honeymooners Podcast with me, Joe Conti, and my pal, Louie Fats. Well, there is a way, a very simple way. If a guy's really the boss of his house, it isn't any trouble for him to call up his wife and tell her he's bringing a friend over for supper. I love when I get surprised at what, what, what you do. I didn't, didn't even ask you what you are going to do. <laughs> the only discussion-based comedy answer. podcast all about the greatest show of all time. We record in the non-productive studios at 328 Chauncey Street in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and leave a positive review because we'll read them. Our home base is non-productive.com slash honeymooners. That's where you go if you want to listen to any of the previous 72 episodes. That's right. And if you go on Facebook, like our Honeymooners podcast Facebook page. We also have a Twitter account if you want to follow, follow us on Twitter. And if you want to leave a voicemail, call 240-442-2635. Leave a voicemail, and we'll play the voicemail on the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, don't forget to email us if yeah. you want to get us. Yeah. Bangzoom1956 at Gmail. What's going on, Lou? Joe, number 73, and there's only 173, and that's Joe Klecko. Joe Klecko. Nice. So, now, were you just becoming a Jet fan? Just becoming okay, a Jet fan. Okay, because that's the 80s. Yes, early so 80s. I started listening. I started watching him in like 82. I was okay. like 12. Right, he was at 82. Okay. All right, he's a uh, six-round draft choice. That's was a, he a six-round yeah, six round draft choice? There's now, a big thing of trying to get him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there is. A big push. Yeah. And uh, he, he got a lot of um, positives from offensive linemen saying that he was just as good as so-and-so who was in the Hall of Fame. And he was, he was an all-pro with two different positions. Three. Was it three? Him and Frank Gifford are the only two guys in the, in the history of the NFL to be all-pro with three different positions. That's what it says here on Wikipedia. It's a defensive end. He started out as an end. Moved into tackle and then went to nose tackle. Oh, that's right. So they consider when he was nose, like the nose yeah, guard, they could, nose yeah, tackle. Yeah, they consider nose to be different from tackle, but it's right. basically the same position. Right. But, but that's three times. Wow. Joe Kleckel. And he was in uh, one of those um, movies with Jackie Gleason and um, Burt Reynolds. What was one of oh, Cannibal Run? Cannibal, uh, whatever we call it. The one with the elephant. Remember the one with the elephant? Oh, um, uh, what do you call that? Those movies, yeah, 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 yeah the, the race car one, um, yeah, still Smokey and the Bandit, Smokey and the Bandit, yeah, yeah whatever what that was, thinking? two, three, whatever. Probably, I, I, it wasn't the first one, no, it wasn't the first one, it was one, one of the Dom ones, Dom Deluise and the Elephant, right, right, I think that was played, two or three, yeah, he played a truck driver now, oh, okay, Joe Klecko gets out of the truck, it's great, <laughs> anyway, that's it, Joe Klecko, Joe's number 73, part of the Sat- New York Sack Exchange, nice, with Lions, Gastineau, and Abdul Salam, beautiful, nice. Um, before we get started, we want to uh, obviously uh, thank our uh, our great great sponsor, yeah. SilkCityHotSauce.com. Uh, get some, get yourself some great hot sauce. What you do is go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, and when you purchase your great hot sauce, and they have weird names, okay, like yeah. Badass Jew, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. which Lou loves. Yeah, By the way, I just over the weekend we had tacos. And my wife was like, why don't you try some of your, you know, because I only use the Taco Fiesta. Yeah. Mango Madness. Oh, that's a good was one. was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then Slurp. Slurp, that's peach. Fire in the flesh. Yep. It's a peach flavor. Yep. My wife was amazed. She yeah. was like, how does this hot sauce go from a peach sweet flavor and then instantaneously become spicy? Spicy, hits you at the end. It's beautiful. Yeah. So what you do is go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, get yourself some great hot sauce. Then when you go to the checkout counter, you go and there's a little coupon code in the corner. You put RX mm-hmm. in the coupon code, get yourself 15%. Percentage. A 
15% percentage of nothing is nothing. <laughs> and you get 15% off your order, plus you get a free bottle of cherry sriracha. And I'm yeah. telling you, I'm becoming a hot sauce yeah, fan. Yeah, wasn't even a hot sauce I was guy. never a hot sauce yeah. guy. And now, Huktui to all the other hot, hot sauces, sauces out there. That's right. All right, it's just Silk City Hot Sauce and our pal Jeff Kingfish Levinsky. He's a raccoon. His father had one of the original... Um, tables oh, yeah. and chairs from one of the 60s versions yeah. of the actual Honeymooner mm-hmm. show in the garage. He was part of the original Ralph group, group I think. Yeah. So this guy, he's one of us. He's got, he's got, he's got raccoon in his DNA. <laughs> he's got raccoon in his DNA. <laughs> yes, I saw him digging through my <laughs> garbage the other day. So... <laughs> <laughs> Maniac. But yes, please support him and support uh, Silk City Hot Sauce because in, in turn us. you're supporting it helps us. us yeah. And also, get yourself a Honeymooners Podcast t-shirt. T-shirt. Now, I can't figure out the actual link. It's like, but go to, go to either the Honeymooners Podcast Facebook page mm-hmm. and you'll see... Just go back one or two, and you'll see the advertisings for the T-shirt, and there's a link for it. Yeah. And for 20 bucks, you get a beautiful, handsome, handsome. hot, gray, white, and black <laughs> T-shirt. Honeymooners Podcast. Only one way I could describe it. Suave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and get yourself one of those and delivered to your door. That's right. 20 bucks, including all shipping for a shirt. We have small, medium, Large, extra large, 2X, and uh, all sizes 32 to 50. <laughs> no, not in there for Ralph. <laughs> but if you, for some reason, you can't find the link or whatever, just you can email me or yeah. email Louie. Yeah, email. I'll yes. yeah. jump. Yeah, well, yeah. No He'll idea. send it to me and then I'll send the link. Because <laughs> there's no actual, uh, the link it's in the page somewhere. Yeah, but so you I know. won't be able to figure that out. So. But You'll please support the show. Yes. Get the, and some guys have already, who, who have bought in it, they've showed pictures. Yeah. And they love it. They love you know? it. Yeah. They're supporting the show. Yep. I went to a racetrack in um, Connecticut okay. two weeks ago. Uh, Lime Brook or something like that. Lime Brook. Dog track? No, race car. Oh, race car for my yeah, wife. No, I think. You, right, right, yeah. The only I went because yeah. my wife works for a car dealership, right. and there they were they were Sponsors they were racing. Oh, okay. They were actually one of the cars right. racing, and I had my Honeymooners podcast T-shirt. Whoa. And there's thousands of people there. Yeah. I got so many cool looks. A few people were like, "That's eh, you know," because all they see is Honeymooners. Honeymoon, yeah. You know, so at least at the very least, you'll get people to notice you. Yeah. I got them in the trunk if you want to buy. <laughs> I got two thousand of these up in the Bronx. The Bronx. <laughs> All I gotta do is pay storage on them. And I got them. <laughs> All right, All right so let's get to the show here. All right, um, what we're gonna do is first we're gonna we're gonna tap back to episode seventy-two. Yes, for a bit because we were talking about the timeline. Yeah, in the one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what what is it? Uh, oh, matter of record. Matter of record. And that timeline when Alice was gone for the yeah, week or two weeks, weeks or two weeks, three but weeks. Louie has even more, a little bit yeah. to add to it. Something more that um, the part where all right, we're gonna we're gonna some of the stuff we just have to assume things. We of don't, course, we don't like doing, but it's a honeymoon you know, is universe. Honeymoon, so we have to assume something. So we said that. The first uh, part of it, when Ralph says she's been gone for five days, and okay, so we got that out of the way. There's five days between him actually making the record and right. Alice leaving, and him making the record. So then, Correct. if he makes the record, Norton sends the wrong record because of Correct. Trixie, right? And actually, can't blame him on Trixie. <laughs> I mean, Norton just could have got up and turned around and picked up. Yeah, the record. no. Anyway, but anyway, <laughs> so so now we figured that took a couple more days. So we'll just say seven days, eight days, because back then slow mail. And I'm sure that record got there in pristine shape through the mail. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm thinking Cliff Clavin because I've been uh, I've been binging the Cheers for the last three months. So I'm thinking Cliff Clavin yeah. dropping that off in yeah, 1955. Really. Yeah, it was a 78. By the time I got there, it was a 45. <laughs> anyway, so 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 now we're now the thing was Norton and Ralph, right? Because remember, all right, uh, Joseph, he comes with the thing on his head. Right. Now After this, this happens the last day, right? So this happens on the day that Folsom comes Folsom in. Folsom comes in. Right. So this is the third week because he says she's been gone three weeks. So now, and what we're getting to is so now I asked Joe, I said, Joe, do you think Ralph was not talking to Norton through this whole time? That would be a two-week period. Two-week period, right. the first week is gone. The first right. week is gone. And then they record the record. Then they record the record. And right. after that, everything goes downhill. Right. So we're thinking, 
is this a two-week period now? Is Ralph not speaking to Norton here? I, you know what? When you asked the question and then when you brought up the next thing that we're okay, going to talk, talk about, about okay. made me think, yes, Okay. because of what you're about to say. Now, what I'm going to say here is when Norton says to Ralph, friends? When he says, I gave her the right, gave her record, the right record, and she cried, and she, she cried. cried. And she cut Not back. only is she she coming Come back, back, she is back. back. Right. Around the store, getting the corner store, and you're going to make it the best dinner you ever had. Right. And he goes, oh, Norton, blah, blah, blah. And he says, Norton system, friends? Friends? And then Ralph says, friends. Now, we were talking about, this shows you how important this friendship is to Ed, to Ed Norton. Norton. More so than Ralph. More so Ralph than Ralph. Ralph is, we've, dust, we've touched this in the... In previous podcast, yeah. he's not the best friend. Right. He really isn't. We, in one of the first episodes we did... Actually, was, it was way back. It was probably yeah. episode number four or five yeah. where we actually talked about how Ed Norton is the best, best friend, friend anybody, anybody could, could ever have. Everybody could, any, ever anybody have. could ever have. He so, is the quintessential friend. best friend. Yes, he is. So yes. here, he, Norton's asking Ralph for his friendship back. back. Friends, and then Ralph, friends, and Ralph just says it because... He's Norton so happy. Just, well, that'd be because Norton just did something for him, and that's right. the only reason why he wants to be a friend because because <laughs> yes. that's the kind of guy Ralph is. Right, right. But this shows you how great a man and friend Ed Norton is. Right. It was so important for yes. him to not only help his friend mm-hmm. but to have the friendship back. Yep. And that's look. That's what it. It sounds corny, but mm-hmm. yeah, the show. It's it's great. It's hilarious. But the characters are so likable. Oh, yep. Yep, and Ed Norton is one of the most likable characters in the history of television. television. Even I'll Ra- say it. Yeah, even Ra- <laughs> I'll say <laughs> it. That's right. Say it. Who cares what anybody thinks. <laughs> and Ralph B. Willis foibles. Yeah, is still a likable guy yes. because you know why. In the end, he's a, he's the loser. So right. How, you don't really dislike a right. loser. Yes. You know? It's always like you, you do it's feel sorry for him at the, at you, the yeah, end. You feel sorry for him at the end, but it's always easy to root for an underdog. Yeah. Everybody loves a comeback. Yeah. And you, you root for the lovable loser. Yes. Everybody yes. roots for the lovable yeah. loser. And then Ralph gets himself into his problems. It's not like outside right. you know, forces. It's all on him. It's all on him. Yeah. It's all on him. Exactly. Uh, what's that famous line he says, Joe? Is uh, my fault. Oh, how could it be? How could I have done something wrong? wrong? Wait a minute. How could it be my fault if I, I did, did something, something wrong? wrong I, well, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know anybody else's fault, fault it could be if you did something wrong. How could it be my fault for if I did something wrong? That was a good that's line. That's a great line. So that's the thing we were talking about. Just revisiting last week's for a little bit. Just to, Correct. Just to get that one point in on friendship. Yes. And it's so important. It's to so important. It yeah. probably is to Ralph, too. But he doesn't but show. He it just doesn't much. have that personality to show, them. right? And he's, that's does he tell you? Hey, get out, Norton. Get out before I do something. Before I do something, you know. Here, he Norton's was... got the thing on his head. The, I was like, wow, that thing must have been here for two weeks. Because <laughs> he, he hit it with the stickball bat. You would think, right? That's that you ins- Yeah, the ins- insinuation is that he hit him with the stickball. Stick yeah, come on down, yeah, Norton. Yeah, I want to tell down. you how it came, came out. Yeah. yeah, so, but yeah, so, so that, was, that was more to the timeline. It was part timeline. Part friendship. Yeah. Just wanted, you wanted to touch on that? For an episode, a matter of record. Oh. You know, the Blabbermouth the episode. Blabbermouth you know, I mean, it's, it's, that's like, it's iconic. Okay, people who don't it. really, it's yeah, iconic. drink, anybody, drink, if you're drink, drinking. Uh, but yeah, even for people that don't, you know, not DEFCON 3s, they still know, nope. oh, the Blabbermouth the episode. Blabbermouth. Everybody knows Blabbermouth. Everybody knows the Blabbermouth, blabbermouth. The, the two things I always say that people notice the most are Blabbermouth and Mambo. Yeah. When you think about it, like you're saying, like a DEFCON 1 person right. or something like that, yep. would still know. If you said to them, Blabbermouth, they would know what you're talking about. You yep. said Mambo, they would know what you're talking yep. about. Maybe, maybe even 111, they would know what you're talking about. Maybe. Maybe. But those two? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yep. So, Absolutely. That's then once, you know, when you get into the twos and the threes, yeah, DEFCON 2s, yeah, then, then we'll skip the technicalities. Speaking of skip the technicalities, here we go. All right. This episode, our episode, number 73, 73. it's going to be all around the episode of Ralph Incorporated, season one, Mm -hmm. episode 19. Yes. And what we were talking about is that this episode, Ralph Cramden Inc. with the uh, yellow belly sap sucker Sucker, and the business, Mm -hmm. the the 30% of the the stockholders, stockholders. all in one thing, including... Top hand dress, pan draw. Pan dress, pan. This episode is so 
underrated. It's loaded. Until you think about it, it's loaded. It's loaded. You it's got the loaded. peanut butter thing. Peanut butter thing. The crunchy crunchy kind. kind. Jam it, smash it against your head. Your head. You'll, you'll the yellow belly sap sucker. Today I saw a parrot. parrot. I mean, it's just, it, you know, sticking the thing, thing on, on the forehead. Head, 35% and he ripped the paper uh, to, into that's what's right. left of that's what $40, left million. $40 million. Rips it Even the 35%. idea of $40 million. Which is an astronomical, yeah. astronomical amount of money. Figure for it's that time. Four hundred million dollars. Yeah, basically, was going to say half four a billion. I'd love to know what Mary Monahan, <laughs> what she dabbled in <laughs> to get that forty million dollars. All right, this miser was just riding the bus every day. Her husband was making more than donuts. I think. Yes, but what an underrated episode. It's got get the bag. Get the bag. Get the bag is in there. Get the bag is in there. Like, are you kidding me? Oh my god. Just that alone. The small the details. details. It just goes on and on. The more you think about it, the more you realize this this episode is amazing. It's packed. We're going to cover it. Loaded. We're going to cover it. We're going to cover some stuff on it, all right? Um, first, we're going to do... First, we're going to skip the technicalities. Which is in this episode. <laughs> yes, which is in this episode. Uh, uh, this is going to take me a second because I'm not uh, prepared. Well, that's our show. As usual. But what <laughs> we're going to do... I'm prepared. Yeah, I have to agree. This is all about being unprepared. But we are going to do our... Uh, where is it? Da, 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 one. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You're close to it. Um, talk, talk about but that. But you're getting closer. <laughs> but you're getting closer. <laughs> talk about badass Jew. Yeah, how, how much okay, of a great, yeah. uh, oh, it's a great <laughs> one. Of the, it's one of the hottest ones that he thinks. Yes. Because it has right. a lot of uh, different types of pepper in it. Right. Here we go. Oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait to uh, stretch. Okay. <laughs> the Honeymooners Podcast presents. The one and done player of the week. All right. This is our one and done player of the week, everybody. And we all know what the one and done player of the week is. It's where we pick a character that is just shown once in the 39 episodes. Mm -hmm. And we showcase that person. And do you even know what the guy's name, actual name is? No, I didn't look that up. I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't look that up. Well, you know why? We just basically, well, we could have just did it right now, but we'd... uh... It's basically decided on this like yeah, five minutes ago. Yeah, I know. We did. <laughs> we had a whole thing prepared, and we like we always do. We scrap what we prepared. So pathetic. That's okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's our spontaneity. Yes, our spontaneity. But you know what? I should very quickly go on IMDb. just look on IMDb. And I think because uh, I have, uh, I have, you know, it's right there, the Honeymooners yeah. episode guy. 18, right? Is it 18 or 19? Episode 19. Episode 19. Yeah. And cast and crew, seven, and it is John Seymour. John Seymour. Yes. Okay. Born October 24th. That's my mother's birthday. Oh, there you go. 1897 in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, and it, <laughs> a year before, you're not supposed to keep stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and take me back to Sorrento. Take me back to Boston. <laughs> uh, died in 1986 at the age of uh, 1986. At, uh, let me see. Did he? Well, he was only in 32 different things. Oh, that's the you know. No, it's not a lot. No, not a, you not know. A lot. Considering most of the people that were like these regular players, they were in tons of tons things. of other things. You know, playing background actors you know, showed stuff, up somewhere. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Show up in a Perry Mason. <laughs> he was well first known mostly for the Defenders. I guess he played a judge. Oh, there you go. Check it out. He plays a lawyer, lawyer. in this. Well, he, he got plays that look. a judge. That's what we were saying. Naked City. He played uh, oh, like a City. lawyer number three. So. He is, he's he's playing like we were saying. Um, we were talking about how um, the doctor, Doctor Folsom, Doctor Folsom, was like, and like we think that guy could have been a, been doctor. a doctor. They grabbed him yeah. off the, you know, somebody's doctor, and like, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Audrey Meadows is doctor. Excuse me, could you play a part here? <laughs> Can you act? Do you have a nice voice? All right, you're in. Fit you to a T. It's a doctor. <laughs> you can play a doctor, doctor. Yeah, yeah, doctor, doctor, but. We were saying this, that Dr. Carson, yep. Carson, he was like a perfect attorney. He looked like a lawyer. He looked like a lawyer. In like the, we were saying. In the 50s. Yeah. Like even the way though, they looked. Yeah. And look, lawyer is now always affiliated with a punchline. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, you know, uh, you know, how many, what's, what's, how many lawyers and this and that, yeah. you know, 
and, and it's always like bad jokes yeah, so about like a lawyers. Bad, bad negative stuff. About negative it. things. But back then, it was like it was prestigious. Yes, and he had everybody wanted pres- their kid to be a lawyer yeah. or a doctor. Yeah, and he had that prestige prestigious look to him that yes. he's like Folsom putting over being a doctor yep he puts over being, being a lawyer a, yep an attorney an attorney who's handling this woman's estate who has a lot of money <laughs> yes you know this ain't one this ain't one of the guys that lawyers that you see on the billboards you know <laughs> right <laughs> you know this yeah, is a, yeah, a, yeah. probably an a, a steam uh, law firm in new york city absolutely and he played it perfectly. And he played it perfectly. And then now we're looking real quick. He played, and it, it's like they listen. They're not stupid. They understand certain people have a certain look. Mm-hmm. I, if I got into acting, I would not be miss miss. Uh, uh, I guess they call it miss. Uh, uh, put for like uh, let's let's have him let's have him play a doctor. Yeah. I don't look like a doctor. Let's have him be a, a gorilla trainer. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, go ahead. You have me. You know, truck driver. Yeah, like, you know, like, let him be Joe Klecko standing. Him in there. <laughs> but uh, so that's going to be our one and done. Yeah. And so first we're going to start. What was his name? John Seymour? John Seymour. John Seymour. Yep. Okay. I wonder if he's related to the other Seymour, the woman. Oh, the lady. Yeah. Yeah. She was, uh, she played a. Uh, uh, is that Miss um, Mrs. Mrs. Stevens? Stevens? I think it was Mrs. Stevens. Could have been Mrs. Stevens. Yeah, she was also in Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Yeah, yep. the secretary. Uh, so who knows? We yeah, should look into that. Yeah, look into that, people. Somebody else look into yeah, that. Somebody look into we're that. We're busy. We're yeah, busy yeah, with yeah, Connie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can't even get right. <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, the first part when Carson comes in. Yes. To the uh, apartment. Mm-hmm. I hope I didn't offend you, Ralph. But uh, you know the way I drive a hard bargain, I got to watch out for my interests. I gotta admit, you put it over on me that time, Norton. <laughs> Come in. Mr. Ralph Camden? Yeah. My name is Frederick Carson. I'm an attorney. An attorney? My firm is handling the estate of the late Mary Monaghan. I suppose you'll remember her. She used to ride on your bus. Your Mary bus. Mary Monaghan. <laughs> That's the old lady I used to help on and off. She used to get on a bus for years. I didn't see her lately. I was wondering what happened to her. Gee, that's a shame. Well, she didn't forget your kindnesses. She remembered you in her will. Now, the will is going to be read tomorrow, Friday morning, at 10 o'clock at her apartment. Will you be there? (laughs) I'll be there if you want me to. How come a poor lady like that's making out a will? Well, she wasn't exactly poor. She wasn't? No. Her estate was valued at roughly $40 million. (laughs) See you Friday. So you Friday, <laughs> like everything about what he did was perfect. Yeah. It was all like it flowed nice, yep. you know, like like an attorney would yeah. speak. You know, he was he just had the the demeanor. It was perfect. He had that demeanor, perfect it was demeanor, absolutely perfect. So now you go from that, and then now, uh, of course, I have to uh, get to the spot where we go because I, I I messed up the recording. Uh, but now we're going to where they're in Mrs. Monahan's mansion. Mansion. Or whatever Man. it is, it probably could be someone on huge townhouses. <laughs> yeah, somewhere no, big town on um, on the park, park Central Ave, Park, Central Park, park, park Ave, yeah, some, Central yeah. Park West, yeah. could be. And then, uh, and this is where they're in there. And here we go. <laughs> oh, we gotta have, we gotta hear that. Just hold on. Mm-hmm. This is when they first walk in. Now. Yeah. Today I saw Parrot. <laughs> Mr. Carson and the others have been waiting. I'll tell them you're here. You're here. Thank you very much. How do you do? How do you do? Hey, hey, look. Today I seen a parrot. Oh, will you? (laughs) (laughs) Now look at Martin. I'm telling you now, and I'm telling you for the last time. Look at Martin. Don't embarrass me here. Yeah. Can't I even look around? All right, but don't touch anything. What a grouch. we got to remember that. That's one of the two or three times he says it. a grouch. This is real class, huh? Oh, Bet you they spent at least $100 on the furniture in this room alone. Sure. <laughs> sure. Hey, hey, Ralph, look. I bet this guy had a rotten barber. I'm sorry I'm late, but I was taking care of my corporation. <laughs> we were about to start without you, but oh, there are uh, some things that just 
Can't wait. <laughs> like we say in the sewer, time and tide, wait for no man. This is my business associate, Mr. Norton. Mr. Carson. Uh, this is Mr. Bradley, Mrs. Monaghan's nephew. Oh, nephew. Uh, so you're the bus driver. I'm yeah. very glad to meet you. Uh, no hard feelings, of course. <laughs> you know how fickle fate can be. <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we'll all be seated now, we'll get right, on with it. Yes, of this course. shouldn't if, take well, very long. This will is quite short. And there's no question as to its legality, so I shall skip the technicalities <laughs> and get right down to the question. <clears throat> Skip the right down to the bequest. To He's Herbert so great. Master, oh, it's good. Herbert. My butler. For his many years of faithful service, I leave the sum of fifty thousand bucks. One half of a percent of what I uh, what I have. That's good. Sorry, a little habit I picked up watching a quiz show. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently he claps at home to when he's watching quiz shows. Mary O'Donnell, <laughs> I leave the sum of $25,000. <laughs> Some people are never satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> to my nephew. To my nephew. Robert Hilliard Bradley. Robert Hilliard Bradley. Who by his gambling and philandering has shown himself to be... Utterly incapable of handling money. <laughs> I leave the sum of one dollar, <laughs> which will undoubtedly be promptly deposited with his bookmaker. <clears throat> I uh, hope you pick a winner with it. <laughs> <laughs> May I continue? May I continue? <clears throat> to Ralph Trent, my favorite bus driver, <laughs> I leave my fortune. I just love watching I know. Art Carney. I'm sorry, I came so sudden, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Ralph Cramden has shown himself to be kind, sober, courteous, and conscientious. And to such a man, <laughs> and only, only such, such a, a man, man, would I entrust my fortune. To such a man and only such a man would I entrust my fortune. I therefore direct that immediately upon the reading of this will, Ralph Cramden take possession of my fortune. Possession. Get the bag. is fortune, and according to the will, you take immediate possession. <laughs> and we're staying with this for the, yeah. for the last little bit. They won't just stop. Excuse me, Mr. Carson. Uh, yes. Am I to understand that this is the fortune? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's, you know. And then, of course, uh, uh, Norton passes out no. right next to him. Tries to catch his hat on the way down. Catch his hat, lands on Twice his legs, land on Ralph's legs. Yeah. Probably broke his shin. Yeah. All right. Two faints in this episode. Two faints in this episode. He tries yeah. to catch his hat both times on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. So, uh, first of all, first Carson. Of, uh, yeah. First of no, all, no. Carson, almost as good as Johnny Carson. I'll call yeah, it right yeah, now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go, go. Just, just so great. Uh, just to skip the skip technicalities. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said before, believable lawyer. Totally believable a lawyer. Believable lawyer. Absolutely fantastic. Right. It's just so great. It's, I love him. Just, oh, is it? Oh, excellent. Because, and again, Tujo, when when you have an unseen face, now we don't know he may have made appearances in the loss. I don't think I've ever seen him. I've seen most of the loss. I don't think I've ever seen him. But when you see that new face, like, I mean, George Petrie could have played this part. Right. And But you see him. He's too, 
too noticeable, too too it's familiar, too, too easily recognizable. Yeah, he's too familiar. Like even when he played the psychiatrist, he was right. in the getup. Yeah, you know, well, he had the yeah. cartoonish Austrian accent. Exactly, you know, the whole which made it okay. Okay, yeah. But you you couldn't make this guy cartoonish. No, he's, he's he had to be real. Real. He shows up at the door, <laughs> and and it and it's just a guy we've never seen in the thirty nine. Absolutely, we never saw him after the nineteenth. He's yeah. like he's like right in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, he's see him right in the there. First half, we didn't see, see him, him before after. after. So he's right there in the middle. Yeah, and he just puts it over. It's beautiful. He puts it over. He's the, <laughs> he's the, he's the Folsom of this episode. He is Robert Doctor Folsom. Doctor Folsom of of uh, this episode. Of this episode. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So uh, of course the great John Seymour. John I Seymour. John I think you Seymour. said yeah. I think we said John. So here is um, our little thing. What would uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Everybody waiting for this Here one. we go. Um, what would Ken Lynch be like? <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Carson. Hey, so let's skip the technicalities. <laughs> Yo, open the door. I got some news for you. You crammed in? You crammed in? Yeah. <laughs> you crammed in? You know that old lady? You know the old lady? She croaked. She croaked. <laughs> <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> but she didn't forget you. She didn't forget you. So tomorrow morning, Friday. Tomorrow morning, Friday. Or tomorrow Which, Friday morning. Tomorrow whatever, Friday morning. However you say it. However you want to do it. All right? Uh, be, be at her down apartment. There. Be at her apartment. I'm not going to give you the address. address but you be find it yourself. You just be there. <laughs> you get in the paper. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, when you get the fortune, right. yeah, make right. sure you tell Mrs. Monaghan. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. For nothing. For nothing. <laughs> you. You get 25 Gs. What the hell are you crying for? What you have before? You had nothing before. Now you got 25 Gs and you're crying? And of course, the guy got 50 Gs. because 50 Gs. 1955. You're abroad. You're abroad. That's how it went. <laughs> like they say, the good old days. <laughs> and you, with the bag. <laughs> Ain't nothing going in it. So get it the hell out of here. It's empty. And you, one dollar. One dollar. One crispy Buck, oh, buck. One's one saw. What do they call it? Saw buck. So no, saw no, bucks. Saw ten. bucks for ten, ten, right? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, have, you know how many clams you get in there, Hilliard? One. You get one clam. One Georgie. One Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> you get a Georgie. Yeah, and go uh, give it to your bookmaker because you, book you probably owe him ten. Yeah. <laughs> the great Ken Lynch, Ken Lynch playing the attorney. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to skip the technicalities. <laughs> And get right to the bequest. Who the hell talks like this? <laughs> I don't even know what a bequest That's is, this, but yeah. we're getting to it we're now. We're going to get to him now. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> get to the bequest. bequest. Oh, that is so wonderful. <laughs> so funny. If you want, put the bird in the bag because there ain't nothing else going in that face. <laughs> and get him the hell out of here. Yeah. yeah oh, leave. by the way, the 40 million comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> 35%. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, that is so funny. Ken Lynch. The great Ken, Ken Lynch, Lynch, everybody. Hope one day um, we can get Ken Lynch's granddaughter to call. Oh, my God. That would be great. That would be so phenomenal. <laughs> well, we're going to make uh, Doreen do it anyway. Yeah, we just fake it, Doreen. She's so great anyway. Just tell us your Ken Lynch's granddaughter. So now, within the same episode, we are loaded. We told you it was loaded. We told you we were loaded with this. Uh, we are now doing our next bit, which is. <laughs> hear ye, verily, hear ye. The Honeymooners Podcast now presents Ad Lib or Not. And Ad Lib, that is the question. All right. So now, Great intro. in the same episode. We want to uh, talk about this one. Uh, oops. Uh, hold on a second. I'm going to get this. Throw it out there to everybody. Yeah. We'll throw it out there. Uh, let me see if I can f- get right to it. Because, I mean, a lot of these, I'm uh, just searching for <laughs> A lot of these ad libs are, uh, they're kind of questionable. I mean, it's not spearfishing. Right. When you know that's an ad lib. You we know, know that's an ad lib. Yeah. You know, you know. yeah. But so these other things. Could and couldn't be. Could it's, or it's couldn't which be. You, it's just your personal opinion. Exactly. And we want to hear it. Yeah. And don't. And, uh, and I hope we get better response than we did last week. We had like one comment yeah. on the page. Like, yeah. Where's yeah, everybody? Everybody's on vacation, <laughs> I guess. Vacation. Everybody's at Fred Landing. Landing. <laughs> um, 
So the uh, I'm going to play this part again, and we'll listen for the ad. Yeah, and uh, and also um, I forgot who I forgot. I can't think of the name, but you put it up for um, us to do an ad lib for the um, the one thing that Norton does in Dial J. We'll do it next week. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. Yeah. So uh, all right, here we go. Herbert Bascom, my butler, for his many years of faithful service, I leave the sum of fifty thousand bucks. I have no problem listening to this again. (laughs) Great. Sorry, a little habit I picked up watching the quiz shows. That's <laughs> you know great watching Ralph's face when yeah. he does that. To it's great. My maid, Mary O'Donnell, I leave the sum <laughs> of twenty-five thousand. I know. I'm just, I'm just thinking Ken Lynch now. <laughs> Quit your weeping. Some people are never sad. Quit your weeping. <laughs> All right. To my nephew. Here we go. Robert Hilliard Bradley, Hilliard Bradley, who by his gambling and philandering has shown himself to be utterly incapable of handling utterly. money, I leave the sum of one dollar, <laughs> which will undoubtedly be promptly deposited with his bookmaker. I uh, hope you pick a winner with it. <laughs> please, please, may I continue? Please, may I continue? <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> Shut the hell up. I ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Quit with your wisecracks. <laughs> so this is the... Now, we wonder about yeah, this yeah. ad lib. Yeah. Pick a winner with it. Yeah. Not sure, because that sounds like something Gleason would, would say. Because say. Gleason, whenever it came to any of the seven... Uh, what are they called? Seven deadly sins? Yeah. Gleason was part of all yeah, of them. Yeah, he had eight. You know, <laughs> yes, he ate eight of them. Eight, he eight, ate eight, all eight of them. Yeah. Um, so we wonder, is that an ad lib? And I just don't know. I don't know either. I'm going to say it is. You're going to think it is? Now, the only reason why, too, okay. is Joe's that little pause between Carson and then Gleason. There's a pause, and then Gleason blurts out this line. I hope you pick a winner. Right? Now, do you think that maybe he said, look, uh, you know, when you do that, like, do you think Carson, maybe they said, listen, when you do that, give a second. Give a second to Gleason him. might might say, say something. something. Right. Who knows? Because obviously he wasn't he wasn't um, rehearsing right. with them. So maybe whoever the stand-in was mm-hmm. that would stand in for Gleason yeah. while they were rehearsing. Because uh, there was that pause. There's a pause. So you're just, it could go either way. Either way. It's, because this- the pause could be, that's. John Seymour waiting for Gleason to say, say his something. Line. Yeah, say his line because Gleason, oh. you know, and then right. it wouldn't be a line that Gleason would forget. I mean, we know he's famous for forgetting lines, and and but know, that wouldn't be a line that forget. is a line he would not no forget. way because that's probably something he said in his yeah. real life. Yeah, yeah. I you hope know. you pick a winner. I but hope he you pick himself. You never know. You but don't know. You don't know. But I, it, it's it's up. I don't know. So it's up, to, it's up for questions. This question. we want a little bit more feedback from yeah, you more guys. Than one, more than one. Got. All right. <laughs> so I'll put it up after the show comes out. I'll say, hey, for episode number seventy-three, the ad lib. Do you think it was an ad lib or, or not? And just uh, what do you go say, down John? line. What do you hmm? say? What do you say? I what, don't what say. What say you? I, what, what say you? Okay. I don't think so. Only because okay, gonna, you, okay. of this that pause. I think the pause was him. Now you're talking about Carson's pause. Carson's pause, giving him his opportunity, Tied his to window, say his, line. his window to say his line. Now okay. maybe that makes sense. Maybe they didn't know what he was going to say, which is very possible. possible. You know, like listen, when you do it, give a second because Gleason might just may say something because they knew him so well. And so in that regard, yeah, maybe it wasn't ad lib. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think, like. I, I just think that he knew what he was going to say. Yeah. I think. And I thought it was just, to me, was the pause. Right. That's what got me as possibly being an ad lib was just that slight pause. Right. And, and we, that, could, that was you know mine. what? Uh, we, can double, we can double this real quick. Do you think get the bag was an ad lib? I always said get the bag. I always thought get the bag was an ad lib. I think so, too. I always thought that was an ad lib. I think so, too, because it was. What do you call it? A call, a Callback? Yes, a callback. Callback, because Norton had mentioned the bag. Okay, right, so, exactly. You know, we don't see the bag. Right, because it's on. It's we don't see it at all. Right in the in the, oh. uh, in the scene. 
did it. He doesn't walk in with no, it. No, uh, we, 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 I think we covered this once where we said we think he leaves it out in when they came in. Oh, uh, okay. He's not walk in with the suitcase. Right, but right. I always thought, get to me, if you, here's a good one. Between the both of them, which do you think is more of an ad lib? Get the bag, or I hope you pick a winner with it. I think it's get the bag. Get the bag. I would say get the bag. I think get the bag. Only because at the moment he says get the bag, yeah. and we could play it real quick. I mean, why not? Yeah. What, what else are we doing? Uh, yeah. It seems like there's more commotion going on, yeah. and that was thrown in, squeezed in. Play, because I want to I say something. Okay. To Ralph Cranston, my favorite bus driver, <laughs> I leave my fortune. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich. Control yourself. Control yourself. That's great. That could be an ad lib. Came so sudden, I wasn't expecting it. Control yourself. Ralph Cramden has shown himself to be kind, sober, courteous, and conscientious. And to such a man, and only oh, such a man, <laughs> would I entrust. My fortune. Please, I'm not finished. Now, let's see, where was I? Oh, yes. To such a man and only such a man would I entrust my fortune. I therefore direct that immediately upon the reading of this will, Ralph Cramden take possession of my fortune. Get the bag. See, that's why I think it's an ad Yeah, because he says he's saying. Bascom. Get Bascom, get the thing, and he says it right around right the same around time. time. Now, the laugh part, they're not laughing at, to me, they're not laughing at get the bag. I don't even think the audience even catches. They're anticipating that the they're already, Bascom getting. They're, yeah, they're anticipating the joke. Take, the taking joke the bird, the bird because as, he says, you know, get Bascom. Right. And the audience is seeing this. Now they they're the, realizing. Because they know the bird's name is Fortune. Well, right. and you're not thinking of it. Probably until that moment. Like, you exactly. know, you're not thinking, oh, it's Fortune. You yeah. know, that was the bird's name yeah. when they said it. No, I think they are. You think I think they are, because I think that's why they're laughing. No, I think that at that moment, laughing, I don't think they're not they laughing do. at get the bag. No. We laugh at get right. the bag. Do you think that once he says, I leave you my fortune, and they go, we're rich, do you yeah. think the audience knew at that point that it was the bird? If they were paying attention to Mary O'Donnell, right. come fortune, come fortune eat, your breakfast. eat your breakfast. I don't think so. See, I don't think so. I either. don't think so either. I don't. I don't I think, think so. The, when he goes Bascom, it all yes. rushes to their head. Head heads. Like, all of a oh sudden, they're like, "Oh my god, it's the bird! It's the bird!" And that's what they're laughing I at. Think, yes, I agree. Because they're it's not even paying attention to the get the bag. No, because basically somebody moved. Yeah, they're watching a play. You're somebody watching, moves. Somebody your eye, your eye is, is going to go to there. Your eye is there. Yep. And the get the bag is not loud. It's very soft, subtle. Yes. I think it's an ad lib. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like like I said it, it, between the two of them. Yep. I'm gonna say get the bag ad lib, one for, one for get the bag right <laughs> zero for, zero for uh, <laughs> for uh, um, uh, I hope you pick a winner. Hope with you it. pick a winner with that's it. Yep. that's the McGillicuddy. All right, <laughs> let's hear it real quick. Yeah. That's great. And only such a man would I entrust my fortune. <laughs> 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 See, the audience is laughing at them right now. Yes. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. That's an ad lib. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Only such a man would I entrust my fortune. I therefore direct that immediately upon the reading of this will, Ralph Cramden take possession of my fortune. Get the bag. Bascom. Bascom. Because he's saying Bascom, and it's like almost like get the bag is talking over there. Yes. You take immediate possession. And what happens is they start to laugh, and as he goes to grab the bird, now they're really picking up picking on the up laughter. Picking up what it is, what, what is what going fortune on. fortune he's getting it, the bird. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't think they're laughing at the you hear, if you, When you hear it, Joe, he's uh, talking over um, Mr. Carson. Correct. Because Carson, so that's what's making me think that it's an, an ad lib, because Carson's not prepared yep. for him to say, get the bag. Get he's the just bag. saying, ask him, like, get the bird. Absolutely, or, yeah. get the bag. So I would say brilliant brilliant ad lib oh, that God. at the moment nobody picked up on no because they're watching it live you're watching it live you're not going to pick up i'm going to bet 99 out of 100 maybe even more than that no, no, higher than uh, that higher than that is going to say that this was an ad lib. so that's our homework yeah first one um pick a winner with pick it a winner with ad lib or not ad lib and get, get the, the bag ad lib or not ad lib so i think no ad lib ad lib yep that's what i think, I think and i think that the bag was the ad lib without a doubt it's gotta be it's gotta be absolutely all right. Cool. Oh, man. 
That was great. Oh, yes. Great episode. So, it's, becoming, I mean, it's becoming trapped. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming <laughs> trapped. But yeah, Ra- Ralph Cramden Incorporated, episode number 19. It's phenomenal. So, uh, all right. Well, so we, we got, getting, got a lot out of that, Joe. We, got, we sure we got, did. We got three bits out of that. We ended up with three full, three, well, actually four bits. Yeah, four. That's true. Four. Two ad libs. Yep. The one and done. Done. And, and Ken Lynch. <laughs> the Ken Lynch. <laughs> we got to get an intro for Ken Lynch, Joe. I know. I know. We already have the get name. On, get on the phone to Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get to the end here. And, of course, we couldn't uh, have the ending without. Now, Tom, who is our first guest, please? Herp! <laughs> our first guest, ready to leap the first hurdle on his way to the $99,000 answer, is our... Courier from Parsippany, New Jersey, Joe Conti. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you missed it. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. All right. Here we go. Now, we're going old school with this, right? Old school. I okay. discovered this by, by listening to an old... Podcast. Maniac. You're I right. have. Yeah, well, maniac. when you're retired and you have absolutely nothing to do, you listen to old Honeymooner <laughs> podcast episodes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I got 73 of them now. <laughs> and it was the old rapid fire. Now, explain the rapid fire okay. to everybody. There's rules. Yeah, because I forgot to. I'm so. going to ask Joe a series of questions, and um, Joe has to give it to me as fast as he can. Gotcha. And as soon as he misses one, he's out. Out. Okay. And I want gotcha. to see the expression on your face when, <laughs> when you I miss it. it. <laughs> when you miss it. All right. Joe, I'm going to give you the option here. Okay. Um, it's uh, money. It's a money uh, rapid fire. It okay. It has to do with money figures. Gotcha. Now, I think it would be better if I give you the money figure and you tell me what it is. Gotcha. Okay. I think okay. it's easier that way. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> Start the clock. <laughs> the sundial. Hold on. Ready? There you go. And here we go. Okay. 39 cents. Gas bill. Wrong. Wait. Oh, wait a minute. 39 cents? No, I'm sorry. That's 93 cents. Yes. Is the gas bill. Okay, that's way you down to the bottom. Okay, but that's okay. You go give me that one. 39 cents. You owe me 39 cents for, the, for, the, for uh, the, the, the game. Cards. No, it was actually the electric bill. Oh, the electric. Remember, they haven't blown a fuse in 10 years? Yeah, okay. 39 cents. All right, we'll give you that one. All right, go ahead. Damn. $50,000. What? $50,000. That's how much Bascom got. Oh, I forgot that one. That was. <laughs> that wasn't what I was thinking. I'm going to give you that one, too. Okay. There was another one. <laughs> there was another one? The, yeah, the, uh, what the, what the funny money was worth. Oh, 50 grand. Yeah, I forgot all That's about right. that. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> okay. Well, it was just Rob. It was just Rob. I, I, got, I got ADHD. It just happened. That's the only reason I remembered it. I forgot it. it. Go ahead. <laughs> Dollar an hour. Oh, what? Um, Ed would charge Ralph to help clean Correct. it. Correct. Yep. 89 cents a pound. Oh, it's uh, uh, chopped meat. Wrong. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Oh, butter. 89 cents go. a pound. Sorry, sorry. And B&I, what was, what was chopped meat? Uh, sweetie pie, fifty-eight cents a pound. <laughs> sweetie pie, sweetie pie. I'm sorry. Yes, sweetie pie. Sweetie pie is part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. One hundred eighty-six dollars and thirty-two cents. Oh, hundred eighty-six dollars. That's how much we owe. Yes, that's what Perfect. money we owe. Yes, with the money that we have. Okay. Now, all right. Now, four dollars and ninety-five cents. That is how much they paid for the vacuum cleaner. You got it. Twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars. Um, uh, Twenty-five dollars. That's is that what I wanted? Uh, the South? No, not at no. South Pizzeria. Twenty-five dollars. Can you can you give me some sort of hint on that one? Uh, the Christmas episode. Oh, Uncle Leo gave yeah, the twenty-five dollars. That's okay. terrible. I should have right. known. Twenty-two dollars. Oh, um, I, that's how much Ralph saved. Right, for the, bowl, for the bowling for the ball. Bowling bowling right. Okay. 50 cents. Oh, you owe me 50 cents. No. That's for the... Oh, no. wait a minute. There's another one. 50... Uh, can you say what, what, how uh, they say yeah, it? I'll say um, Pierre-Francois Delabrioski. That's your hint. 
Oh, I spent 50 cents on this snuff. Snuff. Okay. <laughs> good guess. I mean, good, good a, hint. A good, good hint. All right. Why does that not ring a bell? $176.30. It's a high number. Kind of ridiculously high. My lord. $176.30. Oh, yo, that's how much Ralph owes him for phone phone You got it. Phone. You yeah. got that. Okay. okay, last one. 50 cents an hour. Oh, that's how much Alice was going to get paid for uh, for babysitting. Babysitter, you got it. All, All right. right. That was rapid fire. Rapid fire. Brought that back. That was great, That was dude. good. I yeah. I, I, I forgot I, the I, I kind of failed. <laughs> I failed miserably on that, but, but it was okay. What about me? I got a question wrong, and I'm writing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Uh, that wraps up our episode. Uh, who can we thank? Uh, every week we thank, we thank the same people, and we love thanking yeah. everybody. First of all, we thank Silk City Hot Sauce, yeah. Jeff Kingfish Slavinsky, for uh, being our sponsor. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com. Get yourself some great, great, great hot sauce. Put RX, not RK. No, not RK. (laughs) RX in the coupon code. Get yourself 50% off your order and a free bottle of cherry sriracha. We thank all of you guys who listen, all of you guys who email us. You comment on Facebook and some of you special pals who uh, you know who you are. We love you all. We thank you. You've been with us since episode one. Yes. And don't forget to share some of our episodes or clips or even funny moments that you can on your social media spread the word for this for this podcast because every time we hear somebody who just googles they're looking for a podcast mm-hmm. they end up just listening right. to it and then binging the whole right. thing we just got a recent one like that yep somebody recently absolutely uh, emailed us he was about like it. i wonder if there's a podcast about yeah. honeymooners found us and, and loves it loves it so He's we binging thank, them. You. thank you yeah. all of you uh who else can we thank the great facebook group the honeymooners raccoon lodge with joy and brother norton and uh, also my one-hour comedy DVD and CD. It's called Happiness. You can download it anywhere you get music or comedy. If you want, you can purchase it for like six or seven bucks on iTunes. Uh, if you want to support me, that's great. It's one hour uh, of a different type of comedy than what you used to hear. Uh, but uh, besides that, that's it. Episode number 73 in the books. For me, Joe Conti, and my pal Louis Fats, we say... Rx, and we'll see you next time. E pluribus raccoonum. Night all. And buy your t-shirts. Good night. Good night. We'll have to do this again real soon. How about tomorrow night? This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.